Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, hello. Is anyone else tired? Because we've been creating for six days now. Actually, we haven't. <laughs> it's been God, and we've been talking about His creation. Um, and now today on the seventh day, we're going to be talking about rest. So in honor of that, I'm just going to sit back and let y'all talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen. Okay. Um, Terry, we're going to have you read Genesis 2, verses 1 to 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. It's the creation is finished. Mm -hmm. Everything's set in order. The earth is ready, the moon, the stars, the sun, the seas, the land, the animals, and the people, and the food. Mm -hmm. Everything is rolling. Everything is set in order, Mm -hmm. and God's finished creating our world. Yeah. And he saw that it was very good. Very good. Yeah. And so this is the day where he is also talking about, I think what he's, he's done through the entire experience is create talk. He hasn't talked. He's displayed this rhythm. And now we have the next thing and it was good night and day. And it was good. There's this rhythm, there's this consistency. And so this is the seventh day. And so he's giving us a picture of how we can handle our lives in a week. What do we do in a week? We have the six days, but then we have the seventh day. We hold it in the seventh day is when God rested. And so he didn't sleep. An important part of that, by the way, back in this time, um, many of the gods, they felt the gods were asleep. Mm -hmm. And so they would have to do offerings or things to wake them up or different things. Our God never sleeps. He doesn't need sleep. Sleep is for us. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's a um, um, a comment by R. Kent Hughes in her homework that says, rest means to cease from. God simply stopped his creating activity. In fact, though God rested, ceased from his creating activity, he still worked. Jesus said exactly that when he healed crippled man on the Sabbath. My father is working until now and I am working. God rested from creating, but works in sustaining the world by his power, governing it by his providence, and ensuring the the propagation of its creatures. In fact, if he stopped working, everything would dissolve into nothing. And there's a a verse in the New Testament that um, says that, you know, by all things, through Jesus, all things were made and are held together by him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So um, being one with God, that's, that's what they're working on, not only, but part of their work right now is, is holding it all in place. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that it was important for God to set that pattern for us. It's not that he needed a rest. Right. You know, he doesn't get tired. He wasn't tired of creating. I, I think, um, you know, we've got to be a little careful not to make him too much like us. <laughs> you know, we think right. we're made in his image, but we're not, not exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so he didn't need to rest. Um, but I think part of his resting, that ceasing from creation and then taking a day and setting it aside was to pattern for us the way we should live our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that there should be a day where you cease from activity, um, a day set apart um, to acknowledge who he is, to rest from your labor. Um, I think that those are, those are important. And I think like any good parent, um, you know, I try to model good behavior for my children um, and the right way of doing things like my kids. I, I was always a big exerciser, a runner or a dancer or whatever I was doing. All of my kids have great habits for that. Um, I think I, I modeled it for them. And I think God here is modeling for us. Um, this is how, you know, this will be the best for you. Do your work in six days and take a day off. Cease from I think these days there's a lot of talk um, about burnout and if you don't have a rest, you are going to get burned out. And then there are going to be consequences. Your health is going to suffer. Your family is going to suffer. Yeah. Um, your children are going to suffer. Mm-hmm. Your marriages. Mm-hmm. You know, you just really need to build that margin into your life so that you have time to regroup. And um, your body needs rest. And even yeah. if it's not physical work, um, You know, even the mental rest from your job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, even with the land, the Jews were instructed to let their land rest every, was it every seven years? Seven years. Plant a crop. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think there's there's a lot of of, um, need for everything to have a, a rest. God's communicated that in nature and he's communicated that through his word. Yeah. A little bit of brain stuff going on. If you're having trouble sleeping, Mm -hmm. generally, if you take all your technology and you put it away and you go camping in about a weekend, your body can reset Mm -hmm. and go, you know, like don't take, in other words, don't take your phone into you with the tent. Um, It just let your body wake up according to the way the sun rises Mm-hmm. and sunsets. Um, it's important to get those specific lights in, in your brain. They've done a lot of brain research that helps tell your body when to go to sleep, when to start producing the melatonin, when to create, like God has created this universe that supports our health yeah. in that way and our ability to rest. Dan bought a new pair of um, reading glasses and they have that blue light coating. Mm-hmm. And he said, since he's been wearing those, he, he thinks he's doing better falling asleep at night. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah, because, you know, even if he's not working or on his phone or on his computer, we'll, we might watch a show on TV. Um, but he said, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm 
going to sleep better mm-hmm. since I've been wearing these glasses. Yeah, and how that's also regulated, mm-hmm. you know. I well, love how yeah. you, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I loved how you said God models this for us. So he's created this system. He's modeling this, the um, how to do things. Um, so we don't have to necessarily look for us to ourselves. We can go, something might be off, kind of identify it. Then you tell the truth. It's like, what's the truth? The truth is, I'm really not listening to you, God. You tell me what the truth is. And you tell me how you want me to come back um, back online. It might be resting. It might be go get it. Go do something productive. Because we're cre- we are created to create. Mm-hmm. It's back to that dominion over the earth and all of that. We're created to explore and understand. Um, one of the things that I like, the first law of um, thermodynamics, the co- conservation of matter and energy, says nothing is being created or destroyed. So the total amount of mass and energy in this universe is constant. So one thing, it blows my mind that people can figure that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what does that say to you? God finished creating. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, really and truly, that whole law of thermodynamics summed that idea up for me. Right. God's done. It's all done. Yeah. So I... It's complete. It's complete. Yeah. 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 And that goes back to something Terry was saying a while ago. She goes like, fine, create it out of nothing. Nobody's been able to do that. Mm -hmm. Right? So the matter and everything in the universe is consistent. Mm -hmm. Energy doesn't happen on its own. It has to be started by something outside of it, too. There's just so many cool things with it, but... um, one of the things that I really liked too was that God sanctified, this is a quote by David Cusick, God sanctified the seventh day because it was a gift to man for rest and replenishment. And most of all, because the Sabbath is a shadow of the rest available through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Giddy up. I'm telling you, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. We're not, the Sabbath wasn't created for us to have us sit down and not do work. Is It was an opportunity is for us to commune with God mm-hmm. and have that relationship and build that relationship. And maybe from the work that we do on that one day in terms of connecting with God and just seeing nature and seeing who he is or possibly fasting, you know, whatever people choose to do on that day as their Sabbath, um, that it's all to connect to God so that maybe through the next six days we can be sustained, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and it's it's so important that in the Old Testament, um, when God says there should be a rest on the seventh day, it says no one should do work, any work on the seventh day. No manservants, no maidservants, no sons, daughters, no animals, nor even aliens. Every living being gets to have a rest on the seventh day. So I think that's another way that God's looking after every being Every single being, you need mm-hmm. to rest, even your animals. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's done in this time increment to me. It's put into one week where we can handle it. Because I, I kept thinking, what if a date? <laughs> I'm realizing a lot of my wondering questions are coming out today. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> what if a day actually outlasted for a whole month? That would be the longest bad day in the whole history of the world. <laughs> well, didn't they? There, there was some, in one of the articles that I read, yeah. there was some discussion about countries that had done some experimentation on a work week 
Should mm-hmm. we work for 10 days oh, at yeah. a time, not seven days at a time or five or six or whatever? Um, and that seven kind of really, six, six working days is really kind of good. Yeah. 10 is way too many people. Well, think about that. Um, The times that you've had to work overtime or different things Mm -hmm. like that. You go into like two weeks, you know, you're working two weeks straight. It's like, this isn't good. I need a break here. Something's not right. You know, I need to just let my system disconnect Mm -hmm. and come back to me or come back to God or come back to this world, nature. There's a um, FYI by David Gusick, what you were saying, Angie. Um, in the homework, and it says the seven-day week is permanently ingrained in man. Though some through history tried to change the seven-day week, a 10-day week was attempted during the French Revolution. Those attempts attempts have come to nothing. We are on a seven-day cycle because God is on a seven-day cycle. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go kind of just talk a little bit about... um, how that seventh day represents, to me, I, I was just really blown away with how that seventh day represents rest in Christ. Yeah, that was, I thought that was wonderful, the way they, they pulled that around mm-hmm. to Jesus. Because sometimes, you know, we don't relate those things that God did in the Old Testament mm-hmm. to, to today, to us today in our relationship with Him. So I thought that was really good, too. Um, and I... I mean, that's the whole salvation message, right? That we right. can't work our way to heaven. Right. That we have to trust and rest in Jesus um, to get there. So salvation is not something we work for. It's a free gift mm-hmm. that we get by His grace. And as we're connected to that, um, remember um, Pastor Tom, you guys, I've introduced you to him and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about what we have is the what they had was the ability to rest on the seventh day. But as we rest in Christ, we have that ability to have a Sabbath every day. Mm-hmm. At some point in our day, in other words, if it, it's not about ceasing work necessarily as much as it's about connecting to who Christ is, connecting to that rest, connecting to our salvation, connecting and knowing that um, we can we now have the ability as believers, to carry that salvation, to carry that rest with us all the time. So it can be in super intense situations and we could be doing that from a place of rest. Um, There's one more thing that it's like when they look at Jesus and people were talking about this, I don't remember who told me that sermon, but Jesus always worked from a place of rest. He didn't work, 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 and then have to run away and rest for a while. So we kind of do it opposite. He carried that rest with him because he is the salvation. He is able to um, to carry the burdens that we can't carry, you know. But he, um, even though he he could take on other people's burdens and things like that, he would give them to the Father. He wouldn't hold on to all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And he had that ability to work and have that rest with him all the time. I think rest to me even means just communion with God, with Jesus and God. So anyway, go ahead. I'm going to have to push back on that a little bit. Okay. Because there were times when Jesus pulled away from the crowd, like when he went out on the boat um, with right. the disciples and went to the other shore because he was he needed to get away from them so that he could rest. His physical yes. human body, mm-hmm. 
had to rest. Yeah, but that doesn't conflict with me because I remember thinking about that. It's that internally he was connected with God. Yes. And yes, he was doing what he needed yes. to do to rest. So that's like the same with us. Yeah. If we're um, doing things, we need to stop and we need to move and we need to do things. But it doesn't mean that he was overworking. It means yeah. that now is the time to stop working. Now is the time to go rest. Gotcha. That's the way I yeah. see it. But yeah. Well, I liked that quote by R. Kent Hughes. And this, mm-hmm. this kind of made me stop and think. Mm-hmm. Um, where is it? Let's see. When you truly trust in Christ as Savior, rest comes because the burden of your sins is lifted. Mm-hmm. You rest from your works. And because you're in Christ, you enter the Sabbath rest of God. You know that He's your Creator and Redeemer. So all the impossible striving to gain salvation was then over. You rested in Christ, not in yourself. The burden of guilt was lifted. I kept, you know, it's interesting they said that twice. The burden of guilt was lifted. You know, I guess I really didn't stop and think about that. When, when you carry a burden, and, and when we're living in sin and under the guilt of that, it really is a burden that we're bearing. And when you're bearing any burden, you get weary, you get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're forced to rest, right? Because you're just going to come to a point where you can't go on with that burden mm-hmm. um, to bear that burden on your own. So I, I, I really kind of pondered that a little bit. Um, so when we, when we receive forgiveness for our sins and we don't have that burden of guilt anymore, in and of itself, that puts us in a position of rest, right? We're not we're not laboring under that burden of guilt and sin. Um, so just salvation itself provides us with the rest of God. Um, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna meditate on that a little bit more. I mean, I walk in a lot of peace overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, have my times like everybody else where I'm. Um, I've got some worldly cares that can overwhelm me. We've never um, seen that, Angie. <laughs> but, but most overall, I, I stay pretty peaceful. Well, I, I, my granddaughter got bitten by a dog the other day. You should have seen me then. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. I was not exactly at peace no. um, or in a state of rest. <laughs> but, but most of the time I do that. And, and, and someone asked me one time if I could explain to them how that happens. And the only thing I could say was, well, it's because Jesus is my rest, right? I mean, if, if I'm, when I'm in communication with him, when I'm in communion with him, when I'm walking with him, it's his peace that he's given me and it's his rest that he's given me. Um, so I'm not striving for it. Um, I do think, you know, we're supposed to be good stewards of everything, good stewards of the earth, good stewards with our body. And so intellectually, I know I should rest. And so I do, you know, I don't mm-hmm. push myself any further than I think I should. Um, especially as I've gotten older. When I was younger, I might've done that. But now I'll be like, nope, that, that would not be good for me to do that or to work out in the yard any longer than I've already worked. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you, I, I take a nap, as you girls know, like every day. I get just so tired and I'm not that busy. It's not that I have that much to do, but it's just like every afternoon I either go in bed or in the lazy boy or whatever. And I take a nap 
anywhere from, you know, like sometimes it's 20 minutes, sometimes it's an hour, but I need that rest to get me Mm -hmm. enough um, energy. I'm, I'm a low energy person through the rest of the day and the evening. Mm -hmm. And um, that rest is what helps me go on. So I think it's the same, like you were saying, Angie, it's that rest in Jesus Mm -hmm. that can help me go on with life. You got to figure we're a body, a soul, and a spirit, right? So the body has to rest, but the spirit and the soul, all of our emotions and everything else, that that needs to rest too. So mm-hmm. certainly our spirit can be at rest all the time because we're one with Christ. We're buried with Him in baptism, and we're raised to walk in newness of life with Him. So my spirit can be at rest even maybe when my body's not or my mind is not. Right. But but as a good steward, I need to make sure that my body gets some rest and my mind gets some too. That's interesting, though, as you were just saying that, I'm thinking, yeah, we need to know our state as Christians. Mm-hmm. Our, our spirit is in a state of rest. It's connected. It's kind of maybe on, I think it's on topic, but as you guys are talking, I, um, I got to see my grandchildren. And I Yay! watched my grandson, yeah, climbing a rock wall. And he was, he's two. So he's like, and he's kind of halfway up and he's going, but daddy, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. And so um, my son goes, well, do you want to reset? And he goes, yes, reset. And so my grandson goes down back on the ground. He just isn't talking to himself. I'm not sure what he said, but things like that, that sometimes we'll hear him say is like, you are brave. You can climb, you are strong. And so that he got a, a different sense of himself. Mm-hmm. And then he went back at it and went right back up. I love and that. I, oh, reset. Oh, yeah. Isn't that neat? That's it's like, awesome. Yeah. I was like, wow. I mean, I, I just was blown away. I was like, wow, I don't remember me saying that going, okay, jump off. I don't care. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I would not have been that good of a parent, you know, but my son was so attuned to him and able to say that. So you're ready for the reset. What are you going to do? And I know there's a point. He'll stay on the wall and he'll say, can you reset yourself right where you are? Do you know who you are? And a part of that is knowing your identity, yeah. knowing who you are in Christ, reaffirming that. That's why we go to church on Sabbath day. Yeah. You know, that's why we do these things is so that we can remember who we are. So Well, and fellowship is a big part of that. You mm-hmm. know, we need each other to always be reminding one another of who we are in Christ, that we're one in him, mm-hmm. that we're one body together that we're not in this alone, that we have each other. We have Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father, and each other. It's Mm -hmm. a precious gift that he's given us. Um, Yeah, identity, understanding our identity in Jesus is huge. Yeah. And that can bring us rest if we get in that point, if we just want to focus on that for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And do that in nature, and then you're part of the creation. I mean, how good is that? We go outside to take a break. Like I've decided I'm going to take smoking breaks. I don't smoke, <laughs> but I'm just like, why do smokers why get to go out? They get to do that. Yeah. I'm going to go take a smoking break and stand outside in nature for 10 minutes. You know, <laughs> and if anyone asks me, I'll tell them I'm on my smoking break. <laughs> I like that, Rose. Oh, well. <laughs> so, okay. Who wants to close right. this out in prayer? I'll pray for us this afternoon. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Oh, Father. You are a good, good Father. We worship you. We praise you. We thank you, Father, for all that you are and for who you are to us. And we thank you, Lord. This has been great to study about the fact that you rested and what that means. 
um, and the rest that you have for us um, as part of your family. We can cast all of our cares on you because you really do care for us. And I think studying Genesis, Lord, has just helped us to see that you really do care for us. You made this creation to sustain us and to provide food and shelter. And you gave us everything we needed, Father, for our existence. Um, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you had good plans for us and that you have good plans for us and that you want good things for us. Even giving us the truth that every now and then we need to just slow down and rest in you. So, Father, we just want to praise you. We want to thank you. We want to give you glory and honor. We want you to know that we are looking to you, Father, um, for everything. You are our provider in every way, Lord. Um, and we're so grateful that you are trustworthy and reliable and that you are responsible, that we can come to you and count on you, that your word stands true forever and it's unchanging and you're unchanging. Um, thank you that you're our rock and our fortress, our mighty God. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>